0: A very warm welcome to our guests today who join me to share their experience in starting their own insurance brokerage. Today I'm joined by Melissa Waters of Waters Risk Services and Jess Boris, who is joining us in January with her new brokerage, 40 Insurance Services. The journey to self employment has had its challenges for both of them, but has also created numerous benefits, some of which were very unexpected. So let's get started. Jess, it's been a long journey to get to the stage for you, but you're nearly ready to go.
1: Yeah, that's right. So um, just busy trying to get all the bits and pieces in place, ready to launch in January.
0: Fantastic. And, and Melissa, two years in, um, how's that been for you?
2: Yeah, really good. Really good. Um, found it Challenging, but a good challenging, uh, really rewarding.
0: Excellent. So tell us, Melissa, what's your background in regards to the insurance industry? Where where have you come from and and how did you end up where you are today?
2: Right. So uh, year 2000 started in insurance in in motor um, in a call center in Coventry. Uh, Then 2005, um, went to a commercial broker in Lutterworth and was there with them for 15 years uh then i decided i need a move so i went somewhere else to um for a year but it was a bit far away so then um i decided to um go on my own with the help of momentum
0: so for 15 years you're with an employer um you know it that's a long time. You, you, some people would say you're starting to become a bit institutionalised after that long. In the, uh, with with somebody, what what drove you to find another job? Was it was it the fact that you just needed a change, or was it was there a bit more to that?
2: Yeah, I was just as, as I, say, I was feeling a bit unhappy with with a few changes in the organisation. Um, and after that, my daughter, I felt you know, I needed to
0: strive and, and get something better, a bit better. And so you you made the decision to, to go elsewhere. Um, you, you mentioned the fact that the uh, the commute probably wasn't quite working for you. Um, you've got to remember this is pre-COVID, so how how times have changed over the last two years. But what, what was that sort of decision-making process after you went into this new job and uh, realised that maybe this just wasn't right for you?
2: Yeah, well, the, it did actually, uh, I was there during COVID, so I was meant to be shadowing some directors, and um, then COVID hit, and I ended up being sent working from home, but because I just sort of started within a few months, there wasn't much for me to do, um, so it gave me a lot of thinking time. Um, about where I wanted to go and how much time I wanted to spend with my daughter and things like that. So that sort of spurred the decision.
0: And, And thinking about that, you know, you're two years in, you've built an incredible business. You know, you replaced your income that you benefited from back in the days when you were employed. But I suppose that's now enabled you to be the mum you want to be for your family, um, be be the wife that you, you want to be, and obviously look after and support the family whilst ultimately building yourself a career and a very successful business.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would say I probably, although they're very productive hours, I definitely now work part-time hours um, instead of like 40 hours a week plus travel time um that fits around my my family life as well so uh, because I do do a niche sort of um not niche but I do go after a certain trade that does um enable me to uh work sort of more just daytime hours um which is good
0: fantastic and Jess and, and Melissa you you've known each other for how long Jess Um, gosh,
2: 20 years.
0: Jess, obviously you've sit there and watched from a distance as Melissa obviously creates this business and um, you've now decided to make the leap yourself. So tell us a little bit about about your history.
1: Um, So very similar to Melissa's journey um, in that I started out um, in a call centre, car insurance, Um, And then moved on to commercial brokers um, and where Melissa was. And uh, I was at that firm for, I think, about six or seven years. I'm terrible with remembering dates and timeframes. And then an opportunity came up with another company where they were setting up a brokerage within Coventry, where I live, Um, And I was approached to to see if I could come over and and help establish that office and and grow it from there.
0: I suppose seeing Melissa take the plunge,
1: Mm. make
0: it work for a couple of years, and you're about to start that journey, it must be incredibly inspiring to see it happen. It must be a little bit daunting for you, Jess.
1: It is daunting, but I feel like the success is in my own hands so I am the master of my own destiny and it is a cliche, but you do get out what you put in. Um, when, I worked, when I did get the news of the redundancy and I was thinking about doing it, I reached out to Melissa and we had a chat and she went over, um, you know, the highs and lows, pros and cons about everything. Gave me so much good advice and actually put me in touch with yourselves as well so I could sort of explore explore things more. Um, and seeing how Melissa's, you know, took the plunge and made a success of it in a very similar situation to myself with a daughter at home and a partner. Um, yeah. And with all the encouragement and backing, I'm, I'm hopeful that I should make a good success of it.
0: You're in a very similar situation to Melissa uh, in respect of you're starting a business covenant free now not a lot of people have the luxury of doing that Um, they have covenants for 12 months which then ultimately makes it very very difficult to generate the cash flow and obviously win clients they they have to be incredibly reliant on effectively new business how do you think that being covenant free has affected your decision making and and how do you see that and respect your ability to make a success of this
1: with being in obviously a 12 month covenant. It is a difficult position and quite a daunting position to find yourself in. Um, Melissa advised perhaps get some employment somewhere first of all for 12 months. Um, my fear was if I go into employment, am I then gonna bottle it and just get comfortable again in employment? Should I just go for it? Um, one thing I definitely did not want to do was breach the covenant. Um, for all manner of reasons, but most of all for integrity, purposes of my own. Um, But now my covenant is over. I feel like I'm not being naughty. I'm not doing anything wrong. I can absolutely make contact with my clients, with my previous um, people that I was dealing with. And I'm actually quite looking forward to it because I've had some great relationships with my customers they're going to wonder where I've disappeared to for 12 months and now I can say I'm back. <laughs> so I'm quite looking forward to uh, to making contact with everybody again.
0: Fabulous. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes next year. So, Melissa, for you, was there a defining moment when you thought, that's it, I'm going self-employed?
2: Um. Yeah, I've just, but having Momentum as quite a local broker to myself and um, seeing what you're about, having a friend that's done the AR route as well, um, having lots of time on my hands during COVID, um, it just all came amalgamated together and and give me the, the boost I needed. My family we would like go for it, um, really supportive. So, uh, yeah, all those things sort of, mainly say, yeah, this is really what I want
0: to do. Fantastic. And it's incredibly important to have the family behind you, supporting obviously your endeavours. And um, then from your point of view, Jess, was there a defining moment for you?
1: Although it's it's not obviously the best mentality to have in the back of my mind. I'm kind of thinking if it does all go pear shaped, I can still get a job in the industry. If I'm going to give it a go, why not give it a go now? Um, I'm 40 now, hence the company name, 40. So by the time I retire in 20 years' time, I should have built up a nice legacy to be proud of and look back on.
0: There's an old saying that there's never a good time to go self-employed. And looking at your specific circumstances, Jess, if you hadn't been made redundant, where would you be today? Sitting at that same desk, you think?
1: I think at some point I would always have done it because I feel like it's within me. Um, but I always have, I've always had that sort of cold feet, that imposter syndrome, that can I do it? Doubts in my head. Um, so in a way, I feel like everything does happen for a reason. And because that came along, that kind of was a defining moment that, right, let's just give it a shot. Let's, you know, what's the worst that can happen? Let's give it a go. So,
0: yeah. Fantastic. Well done. Well done you. And Melissa, you know, Jess mentions imposter syndrome. Um, I know we've talked around confidence at times and some of the conversations we've had in the past, but you must have had a bit of a journey with that in the early days, starting up, um, getting some clients on board, seeing some clients say no, they're, they're happy where they are, having some battles with um, insurers over getting terms, et cetera, et cetera. How, how have you found your confidence levels and, and, and are they just continuing to grow from day to day?
2: Oh yeah, massively. Right from like the first client going ahead and uh I was, which is the one I've just been to see today, so this is their third time um they're sort of in there with me. Um that just gave me a massive boost. And I was like, they actually want to come with me. And <laughs> um, so each one that goes on after that like just grows your confidence even more. Um so yeah, I've I've completely way more confident than when I started out. Um, It's just amazing. I did a whole year of cold calling as well, um, the first year. So I was really um, used to knockbacks and just not letting it bother you. And like this year, I've put on some really big cases from all those cold calls. So it's really really, really paid dividends and benefited me. So you just can't uh, let, let the ones that are you know,
0: bad, uh, get you down. Um, I want to move on to a slightly different subject, which is um, talking around women in the insurance industry. Um, we, here we sit today with two, two of you um, who have been successful account execs, built big books of business for previous employers, and you've um, obviously now started the road of becoming self-employed. It's not a common thing we see in this industry being very dominated by middle-aged men. How do you both see your role as a, as a woman, as a business owner, as a client manager, um, developing your career in, in what is a, a very male-dominated industry? If we could start with you, if you don't mind, uh, Jess.
1: Um, I have come across many, many a time, um, particularly being in a management position where I have been the only female in the boardroom, um, it's no secret that it is a male-dominated world. Um, however, I do feel that as time is going on, the status quo is changing somewhat. Um, all these males have female relatives; they have sisters, wives, moms. They would expect them to be treated with the same respect if they were in the boardroom as I would expect. So, I do feel that as time is going on there is a lot more acceptance, a lot more respect for females within within this professional industry. Um, Yeah, and I feel like it's our responsibility to continue to to sort of uphold that change and and represent it. So unless we make a change and make ourselves heard and show what we're capable of, um, nothing will change.
0: So look absolutely brilliantly said thank you for that jess um melissa your thoughts
2: yeah exactly like jess i've um been the only account exec in a company before a female account exec in a company before um and uh and they even said like they they haven't had any female execs so it is about making the change, um, and yeah, if if we can do this uh, podcast today and just encourage one of the women to come and be an AR and do it yourself, that that's going to be great because we, we do need more women in this uh, in this level in this industry.
0: I'm thinking about role models for for you, Melissa. Um, you know, is there some role model or a role model in the insurance industry that's helped you get to where you got to today?
2: Yeah, I um, started working with a girl called Laura Swain uh, in my first insurance place. Uh, we went on to another place together um, and then our, my first commercial broker together. Um, Laura started her own brokerage and has become really successful. Uh, and she gave me encouragement to do the same. She said it would fit brilliant around my life. So, um yeah, she's been a real inspiration to me.
1: Yeah, I also had the pleasure of, uh, of working with Laura, um, pretty much on the same journey as as Melissa. We're all, all three of us are a similar age. Laura took the leap first, um, and we've both seen how successful she is. She's been so encouraging to both of us. Melissa then followed along, and then I'm the last one to do it, but all three of us now are uh, going to be female
0: Female ARs in the insurance industry, yeah? Fine. Um, and, and I suppose looking f- into the future, both being, um, you know, mothers having children, um, it must be a fantastic place to be able to show your children a female role model like yourselves, building your own business, leading from the front, um, and, and ultimately balancing both the home, the career, um and and being better at everything you possibly can without the constraints that you've worked in in the past what's your thoughts specifically about that Jess
1: um I feel really fortunate that I can give my daughter this opportunity to see her mom making such a success out of a business having a dream and going after it and whether that business ends up being small or being massive what matters is is that it's mine it's something that i've built um, with my hard work and she will be able to see that i've i've done that i've followed what i wanted to do and that she will be able to do the same um also in the summer holidays i'm gonna have a filing for me and making the tea so she will be part of the business (laughs) as well (laughs) Yeah, so I uh, yeah, i I feel fortunate that I can I can give her that, that message that she can go after what she wants.
0: Fantastic. And and Melissa, um what about you?
1: Yeah,
2: similar lines to Jess. I'm um so proud of myself that I can uh, show my daughter, you know, good work, ethic. Uh she comes into the office um and has a look at what I'm doing, is inquisitive, so it's really good and when she's grown up, she's, there's an option if she wants to come into the business or um, I, I've got something to sell as well to, to give her a better future. So it's all, all positive and I'm, I'm proud of that.
0: So tell me, Melissa, if, if you were to give one bit of advice to a, a, a woman in the insurance industry or thinking about striking out and becoming self-employed, what would it be?
2: I think if you've got even an inkling of what you want to do, start putting the wheels in motion. Have a chat with momentum. Um, Start planning how you can do it financially, around your family and everything like that and just actually go for it because two years down the line you could be where I am, which I'm just uh, so glad I did it and had the chat, chat with you. So Yeah, just absolutely go for it. Start making plans
1: today. Don't put it off.
0: Brilliant. And Jess?
1: Um, Yeah, I would say similar to Melissa in that uh, if you do have that thought in your head that actually, do you know what, I fancy giving this a go. Don't listen to the doubts in your head. Turn them off. Start sitting down. Write down a plan. So when you start putting things on paper, you start to realize, actually, I could do this. This could actually happen. Um, And then once you're at that point where you're starting to build that confidence, you can reach out to um, any sort of principal partners, start doing your research. You can even reach out to myself or Melissa. We're always here to give anybody any help or advice. Um, And yeah, so basically, don't listen to the doubts in your head. Um, and give it a go, because if you don't try, you'll never know.
0: You know, you've got two of your best friends who have both done it, who are telling you to do it and have shown that they can be successful, but yet you sit there and you, and you can't make that leap. Um, and, and is that, once again, just imposter syndrome kicking in? Is it the fact that are, that we won't want you? What, 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 what was that?
1: Um, I mean, all I can liken it to is... I don't know if you've ever done an abseil, but when you first lean over the back of that cliff or the back of that building, that's the, oh, my God, I can't do it. And you're holding on to the rope and you're leaning back, leaning back. But you know all the safety harnesses are on there, which is something because you know you've got the ability, you know you can do it. And then as soon as you get on the flat bit, you're away and you're bouncing down that cliff like like there's no tomorrow. It's just that initial creeping over the edge to get down and I feel like that was like the first call I knew I was capable I knew I had all the safety harnesses in place but it was just getting myself to do take that first step
0: and 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 by the sounds of it as soon as you'd made that call and the initial conversation started yeah you, know, you haven't looked back because you've been getting the right advice and the right support and been being guided in the right direction is that how, how it was for you at that point
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, I I am a stickler for sort of dotting the I's and crossing the T's. So whilst it's good to take advice from people, it's also good to do your own research um, and just your own sort of second backing up of that. So, you know, researching a variety of principal partners. And finding the best fit for yourself, someone who you feel like you can work with and have a, a good long term relationship with and that they can meet your needs. You can meet theirs and you can work, have a good working relationship together.
0: Fantastic. Thanks for sharing that story, Jess. Um, first times anyone's likened abseiling to uh, becoming self-employed, <laughs> but uh, I, I get it and I understand it. So thank, <laughs> thank you. Um, Melissa, if you think back to when you first started, what was your biggest fear when you started up?
2: um yeah not having clients come with me and uh just not having any income so yes yeah, just self-doubting myself really um but yeah i had nothing to worry about so that was good
0: so so fast forward uh, melissa two years in. what's your biggest worry or fear now
2: Um, Being able to handle uh, more clients. I mean, where's the business going to go? Am I going to need to take somebody on? Um, Am I going to be happy just carrying on um, with myself? Um, Just how big the company's going to get, really, and and what plans I need to make around that.
0: Excellent. And and you talked previously about clients and whether the clients were going to come to you once you're out of your covenants. Um, How did your clients react to... Melissa Waters, who is now the owner and director and account ha- executive account handler for them going forward.
2: They were really pleased. Um, really pleased I was back on the scene, most of them, and um, really looking forward to working with me again uh, and helping them out with their in- insurance um, and being friends. I, a lot of them are my friends. So, yeah, it was really good. I was worried that. They wouldn't remember me after the year, uh, but yet they all, all remembered me and um, yet most of them have, have successfully come back to me, that was good.
0: And no doubt you had a few knockbacks, you used the term most of your clients, a few, a few obviously uh, were quite happy where they were, um, but I presume that was in the minority?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely the minority. And as I say, sometimes you go back and and they'll come to you year two. So it might be the fact that you know they're they're not comfortable with a new startup or or what have you. So, but I find that I pick that some of them up again the second year. So never lose faith. So.
0: Melissa, was there there a defining moment when you thought, actually, I've made this work? You know, I've got the the fears of, uh, you know, is this actually going to be a success behind you?
2: Yeah, so actually, earlier on this year, my husband bought me a bottle of champagne from the year that we were married. Um, But I, I didn't want to drink it at the time because it was quite special. So I put it in my office and I said, when I hit this certain target, then I'm going to drink it. So, when my anniversary came for my two years of my business, I'd actually just gone over it by £500. Pounds. So, I drank it and it was very rewarding <laughs> 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 to actually know that I've done it and I felt, felt really uh, a great sense of achievement um, and I can, uh, don't have to borrow money, I can pay all my bills and I can go on a nice holiday, so I really feel like I've done it
0: brilliant a great story all right well, let me know Jess when we're drinking your bottle of champagne
2: yeah
0: <laughs> 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 right it's time we move on to the quickfire question so we're going to start with you Melissa um, so what the top thing that comes off the top of your head as and when uh, each of the questions come out will be great so Melissa what if anything have you missed from your days of employment
2: office banter secret Santa <laughs> <laughs> don't get any of those anymore uh, in my own office on my own <laughs> we look
0: forward to delivering a nice christmas present to you very shortly so uh oh yeah i can't do the office banter but you can certainly do that with the team over the phone okay. one thing you would do different if you had your time again with starting up your business
2: do it a lot sooner definitely
0: what is the best thing you've gained from self-employment that you didn't expect
2: um the rewards the um self-confidence i've always been a bit self-doubting but i've I've found myself you know getting a lot of self-confidence now
0: one piece of advice for those considering starting their own business
2: don't put it off do it uh straight away
0: Jess, um, obviously it's a bit difficult for you to answer those questions as uh, you're just about to start, but I look forward to having a conversation with you, no doubt, in a few months' time to see exactly how it's been for you. A big thank you for joining us today. We really look forward to sharing further regular content with stories of those who made the leap into self-employment and the challenges they faced and the benefits they got as a result. The one thing I took away from today's podcast was there is a huge opportunity for women to make their mark in the insurance industry and both Jess and Melissa have shown that with the right mindset and desire, it is within reach of anyone. We really do hope this podcast inspires many more to follow in their footsteps. As Jess explained, making the first step of speaking to someone who can help make it happen was the hardest for her, but she hasn't looked back since. Everybody's story is unique. And we really do hope that through sharing these stories, you yourself will be inspired to explore what it could possibly mean for you and your future. If you want to find out more about what it takes to make that leap into self-employment, then please do get in touch either via LinkedIn or via our website, www.momentumsolutions.co.uk. Thanks once again for joining us today. We trust you enjoyed it. Thank you.